Fun fact, cannibalism itself is not necessarily illegal. It's just my harvesting methods that the FBI objects to. Hmm. Imagine that. Welcome to another edition of Donna Shannon's Coyote Tales. I am, in fact, Donna Shannon. In other lives, I've also been known as Donna Coyote and all the rest of that, so that's where that crazy-ass name comes from. And I'm really excited to talk to you today, but we have a rather serious discussion about death. Yes, death. It's a serious thing that we all are going to face, and... Recently, within the past few years, my husband Ryan and I actually put together our funeral plans. And you know what? It was so much fun. I swear. Oh, you haven't done this yet? This is so much better than planning a wedding. After all, nobody is going to call you Corpzilla. You can get whatever you want, however weird you want, if you're willing to pay for it. Uh, and even if they do call you Corpzilla, what do you care? You're dead. Winner all the way around. So when we were doing these pre-planning funerals, they walk you through the options and usually everybody's like, well, here's like this Cadillac of funerals, but nobody would ever get this, especially if you're doing cremation like you're looking at. And we're like, oh no, yeah, we totally want that. We want the Pharaoh treatment. Uh, but you can't really get embalmed. Uh, embalming is fine not necessarily turning you into a mummy that's a little bit harder to get so we are getting the full embalming full viewing fuel funeral and then we're being cremated afterwards and putting in really nice urns and then it's up to everybody else what they want to do with the ashes so now just so you know there's some interesting add-ons that you can get with any funeral plan one of my favorites are the lab created gemstones so what they do is they take the cremains that's what your ashes are after you're burned, cremains, and then they can turn them into lab-created gemstones. So ladies, even when your husband is dead, you can still get diamonds out of his ass. Zales, when you care the most to die the very best. I don't think Zales is going to do that. Here was one that I thought was a little strange, <laughs> even for me is cremains paperweights. Yes, so you could have the cremains put into a paperweight and you could keep it on your desk. Now, I just imagine that that is definitely going to end up in the Goodwill someday and totally somebody's going to be haunted by old Aunt Martha. Now, we did ask about tattoo preservation. This is a real thing that you can get done. It sounds exactly like what it is. So they like skin the part of the tattoo, they tan it, and you can have it like mounted in a picture frame or you can make it a wet specimen so it's in a jar with the uh, preservation fluid. I personally want to get the uh, lamp. Yeah, go ahead and turn my tattoos into the lamp. They're going to call it the Ed Gein special. But uh, you know that's going to get haunted for sure. Absolutely. So here's another fun fact, though. Even if you're being cremated... Colorado law says that you must wear underwear, but it doesn't say what kind. So guys, if you want to go full Dr. Frankenfurner with the lingerie under your suit, you totally can. 
only your significant other, the funeral director, and the mortician will know. Carry out those fantasies. I mean, we had so much fun planning our funerals that I ended up buying one for mom as well. Now, I did kind of go the cheap route here, I admit it. It's just literally a cardboard box so that, you know, we kind of burn her with the autumn leaves. But there is another unique service that comes along with this. You can actually watch the body as it goes into the crematorium. So that's cool. But uh, Ryan was like really into that one. But I think his music choice of playing Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead as she goes into the flames is just might be a little bit too much. Yeah, just a bit too much. So anyways, the other part of all the funeral planning is you got to take care of your wills and estates and, you know, wonder who's going to get to make all the decisions for you. So I had to do this for mom. Of course, she's older. I'm the power of attorney and all the rest of this. But I think Ryan was just a little bit too eager to be listed as one of those decision makers when things go medically wrong. I could just picture it, man. There she is in the hospital and he walks in. And he's like, oh, doctors, I can't bear to see her suffer. Please, please, you've got to take her off of the machines. And the doctors are all like, uh, Mr. Shannon, she's just sleeping. Oh, no, 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 I can't bear it. I'll, here, I'll do it. I'll unplug everything and, and we'll just let her go. Mr. Shannon, you unplug the TV. Oh, let me just fluff her pillow for her. I'll just fluff it over her face. Shh, shh. Sleep. Sleep. So yeah, he doesn't have that power. No. <laughs> so actually, I am no stranger to death in my life. Ryan is actually my third husband. I didn't kill the first one. He just divorced me. We would damn good reason to. But my second husband, Mike, the one I got sober with, he did pass away in 2002. No, I, I didn't kill him either. I swear the police investigated and I was cleared. I didn't do it. Uh, he actually died of heart failure at the age of 32. So yeah, it was a difficult situation, especially someone dying so young. It's not normal to just keel over a heart failure, right? But it was a um, genetic issue ran in his family a lot. Not that we knew that because he was adopted. Long story short. So the thing was, you know, he got to come home from the hospital and he passed away in his sleep. So when I woke up that morning on July 26, 2002, you know, Mike had already passed away next to me. Very sad. And then I didn't meet Ryan until 2006. So when we started dating, he knew that I was a widow. He knew that Mike had passed away at home. And in a separate conversation, I mentioned that I still had the same bedroom set and mattress that I did when Mike and I were married. And then I didn't say anything else. Okay, this is a little bit sneaky on my part. I admit it. Because after we got married, we moved in together, we consolidated all of our furniture and everything. Same thing. Pointed out that I had the same bed 
for many years. This is the same bed that I had when Mike and I were married. Separate conversation, Mike died at home in his sleep. I'm expecting Ryan to put two and two together here because I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't want to go buy a new bed, right? We had just spent a ton of money on a house and uh, Ryan's pretty cool. He's kind of a creepy guy. We're way into horror. So I didn't think it would freak him out too bad. But here's the other thing you got to understand about Ryan. Ryan is a bit psychic and it's specifically around ghosts and dead people. And the, there's a backstory on this too. So when Ryan was seven years old, he had an accident with a glass bottle. It went into his thigh right through that main vein that runs down your thigh and was like bleeding out. And they had the flight, you know, helicopters for medevac came in, saved his ass, but he did die for a short period. He saw the light. He talked to dead relatives. They were like, do you want to come back or do you want to go on to the afterlife? And he said, no, nah, it was good coming back. But ever since then, every now and then, he can kind of pick up when ghosts are hanging around. So after we get married and we've been together for a few months now and Sometimes Ryan also sleepwalks and talks in his sleep. So I'm laying there in bed and I'm just reading, doing my normal nightly thing. And then all of a sudden Ryan sits up straight in bed and he's like looking over at the corner. And like the corner where I keep the Mike's ashes. I know I'm awful. Yes, I have one picture in the house that's on display of Mike and it's on like a small little thing that has some of his stuff and a little bit of his ashes. I didn't keep them all. Just a few. Not in a diamond and not in a paperweight. Just in an urn. And uh, so he's looking over in that corner. And I'm like, what is it? He goes, there's that guy again. I'm like, what guy? Maybe he's just like talking again, right? He goes, that guy who keeps trying to get into bed. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, fucking Mike is haunting Ryan because not only are we sleeping in the bed that Mike died in, Ryan is sleeping on Mike's side of the bed. And so apparently for weeks and weeks and weeks, Ryan was seeing a shadow figure guy straight up trying to crawl into bed on his side of the bed. I'm like, oh, fuck, honey, I am so sorry. Um, yeah, I think we need to go shopping for a new bed this weekend, which we totally did. And yes, Ryan was very pissed off at me because I did not explicitly say, hey, by the way, you're sleeping where a dead guy passed away. I just kind of, like, expected him to put it together. Same bed. Mike died at home. Two plus, you know, one plus one equals two. Apparently, no. So, uh, important life lesson and life tip for all you listeners out there. If, in fact, you have had spouses who have died in your bed and you bring, like, a new spouse into the relationship, fucking tell them somebody died in that bed. 
and go buy a new bed. Not cool, Donna. Not cool. All right, that is everything that I have for you today. Believe me, we will have more ghost stories, I'm sure, later on, because Ryan Steve shit all the time. It's quite interesting. And uh, if you happen to like what you're hearing here, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a comment. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself, because uh, the world's a harsh enough place as it is, and uh, don't be mean. Thank you very much, and good night.